What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Welcome aboard. It's Thursday night. It's beer show night. It's uh, 1500 ESPN online. You can find us at 1500ESPN.com. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, as he is every Thursday night, is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, good sir. How you doing? I am great, and I'm going to tell you why I'm great. Okay. We are one week away from my favorite day of the absolutely. year. Absolutely. I absolutely love Thanksgiving, and I'm going to tell you why. It combines... So many things <laughs> that I love, and this year it's going to a whole new level. Oh, really? It's football. Absolutely. It's great food. Number two. It's naps. Oh, yeah. And Tri- tryptophan naps, too. Naps yes. that you took a turkey drug to, to go to bed with. And, and I want to phrase this properly, because I love my family. Okay. My extended family. And I, I do. I, I love sure. holidays. I love getting together. This is the very first year. We're not going anywhere. Oh, see, that's We're staying nice. home. The four of us are staying home. Me, the bride, the boys, we're staying You'll home. You'll just have a foot. You know, when you really think about that, you lead a very active life, right? Oh, okay. You have this, well, I mean, you don't get out of here till very early. You have a long way home. You have baseball. You have a lot of things. You have very few days where you just hang with your family. That's a good point. Unencumbered for a full day. I always make make it a point that Sunday's a day where we stay home. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the, the Sunday's a day where it's just it's sure, just, family. Don't work it's just on us. Anything. You know, just, yeah, yeah nothing, okay. nothing, nothing happens on Sunday. Um, and again, it's because all these great fall beers are rolling out mm-hmm. that I've been kind of like sneaking a, you know, just to, just to have that for my stash for, uh, yeah. You know, I like that. What, what I like the most about Thanksgiving Day is it's not a gift exchange. It's not just, okay, we're going over to someone's house to hand them a gift for them to have. It's purely just seeing family. In my case, I'm going to see all my family. And all we're doing is eating and enjoying and um, green bean casserole. Oh. It's just the best, isn't uh, it? See, I, see and so, so uh, on top of that, mm-hmm. I love preparing the Thanksgiving feast. Okay. And I'm not joking because normally what we do is we'll have people over because we celebrate the since both boys' birthdays right are there. in November. We always do it Saturday after. So I do the bird, I sure. do the potato, I do everything, and I love doing it because I like to cook. Okay, and so I'm I, I cannot tell you how giddy I am at the thought of one week from today. I'm I'm just going to be happy as a clam. Are you going to do a turkey? Are you going to fry a turkey? Or are you going to make a turkey? What are you going to uh, do? I you I've tried the frying, and it's a lot. It's I, I'm. I would rather bake the turkey. Okay, it's a little easier. Yeah, and I've okay. got a. I've got. I've got it nailed down. Where I've got a really good recipe slash process for doing it. Do I you gotta, inject uh, stuff into the yes, bird. Yeah, I do. I do okay. that, and then I also there's a there's a there's a way to do the the outside of the bird. So it's the the outside is has got a layer of crispness oh, to it that locks okay. in all the moisture. Nice. Oh, I've been doing this. I've been attacking uh, this for years, Fratelloni. You know what? I am Reavers. What? I am the youngest in my family. Mm-hmm. I am single. I am relatively irresponsible. <laughs> I never cook. So you know what they ask me to bring to all family meals? Cassettas. No. <laughs> Ice. <laughs> Literally. They're like, just go grab two 25-pound right. bags Stop of ice. An grab Maybe grab some booze. <laughs> Honest to God, that's I get so lucky. So, But then I feel so bad when I bring my girls with me because I'm like, yeah, girls, we're getting ice. You know? They're like, why don't we make something? I'm like, shh, 
Don't ever hush, say hush, that. Hush, hush, hush. Yeah, you're only nine. You don't know how to make Not anything. Not even like a dessert from, you know, Cub? Of course, I'll go and I go to, uh, you know, Cafe Latte and get a beautiful dessert sometimes if that's. Sure. But nine times out of ten, it's mm-hmm. ice. And nine times out of ten, they're not really even expecting me to bring ice because pretty much everyone I know has an ice maker that they, right. you know, they, don't, they don't really need me for that. What is your, speaking of that, you, you mentioned you bring the booze because a, a lot of people associate the holidays with you. you know, it's a gathering. It's Absolutely. social. It's whatever. But mm. but with such a heavy meal, to, to, to add like heavy beers on top of it, you got to be careful because it will be Nap City. Absolutely. And I, I in this event for Thanksgiving, I don't bring beer. I like to bring wine and then one bottle of booze that everybody can drink right out of. That's a big thing that we do at the Fratellonis. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't share that. Is we we take a bottle of uh, you know, maybe, you know, some nice scotch, maybe a bottle of blue, oh, maybe something really okay. nice, and then kind of pass it around. So everyone can have a little sip. So everyone has a little sip. Yeah. And this started because my sister doesn't really drink because she's just a wuss, right? So we would we nicknamed her <laughs> Pissy. We we're like, why are you being so pissy? Come right, on, like right. just have so subsequently now she started drinking, so probably she's gonna have to go to treatment, but <laughs> totally kidding. She right. doesn't have to go to treatment. Say, but now, way to go. But now she looks at us like, "Where is the bottle? We want to pass this around. It's sure. always a lot. Or we make one. Or I make one specially drink. I'm I've maybe a little bit known for bringing all of the accoutrement to make one special drink. Okay. Yeah. So I bring the booze and ice. I have a friend, and this is so awesome. He is the. Um, he, I think he's a middle child of six or okay. seven sure. siblings. So we're talking and. He's he's my age, so he's a guy that's got kids, and and everybody has kids. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. madhouse. He's shown me pictures of their family gathering, sure. and it's you know his parents are you know it's 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 pretty cool. Okay, and you know what they do? This is so genius, and I've been meaning to find a way to make this happen. They have he he bought an old like a slushy machine. Nice, and he brings it. So like, let's say it's uh. His brother Nick okay. has the has it this year because they rotate sure. it. So he'll bring it there like the week before. Yep. Get and then he'll set. get it set up so that and you know it's like because I think they you know you have to put something like that probably out in the garage sure. where it's not going to make a mess in the kitchen. Yeah, or you don't want to have. And then it's each per whoever's hosting, it's that person's responsibility to then come up with the icy creation oh, where okay. where you do like a like a lavender gin sure. with shaved ice with it's. It's oh, that's, brilliant. That is a good idea. And, that's a very good idea. And he said, and here's the thing he said that makes it brilliant. So you can take like one bottle, mm-hmm. use that. Like, and I, I remember his 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 point was he used a like a lavender gin, okay. like a tangerine lavender gin, which you know it's it's going to cost you like forty bucks sure, or whatever. Sure, but it's a good gift to bring. But you bring that and you make the 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 slushy mix yep. out of it, and then you're serving it for. You're you're serving 200 glasses sure. of it because it's condensed with all the ice. Oh, it was brilliant. That is a really good idea. Yeah. And plus, it's a. I thought you were telling me that he brought an icy machine, and then all the kids are like, "Okay, we have cherry ices oh. on the ground." It's like, no, thank you. Well, and he did say that one somebody an adult's got to be near it just so a random kid, kid doesn't. doesn't go. But they they but they have it set up high, and and most of the kids that are there know that that's that's for adults only. Okay, so we uh-huh. have this little tradition. I'll tell you about it. My my aunt Bobby and uh, Uncle John. Uh, my grandfather owned a restaurant on Wiper Avenue called the Monopoly Cafe. He had it for many years, and he's long passed away, my grandfather. But we have a sausage party, and we make Italian sausage. I know. You can laugh, but it's called the sausage party. And we make 
um, my grandfather's Italian sausage, and we make like oh, 400 pounds of it. Really? And I, every year, don't go get the ingredients myself, so I ask my Uncle Doug to give me the ingredients, and then I buy some of the ingredients from him, and I make like 10 pounds. Then I end up throwing away like 9 pounds of it. because Why? Because I just don't ever get around to eating it. Well, fr- can't you freeze it? I do, but it doesn't last, you know, a year in the freezer. Oh. It just So this year at the sausage party, I plan to make some and then go hand random sausages. Rolls, like long rolls of sausage, Italian sausage, and it's delicious. It is really a I fantastic. Want, will you bring me some? I absolutely will. Okay, bring I, me some. I should have just, what I should do is give it as gifts. I just never thought oh, of that. That's brilliant. Because people would love it, and, well, and it's, it's an homage to my grandfather who made fantastic food on White Bear so Avenue how, So, I mean, he literally, it's like he's got the grinder and the oh, casing this is, No, this is from his restaurant, so this is like the big machine oh. that you have to have the 220 plug. So we're doing pounds like every minute we're doing two pounds. Got you know, it. It's, it's, a, it's all restaurant. They have a a mini restaurant set up in their in their basement that just crakes out sauce and sausage. So is it basically like kind of a Grundhoffer's deal where you can mix and match your you know own what? ingredients? I never even thought about that. Guess who's going to do gummy bear Italian sausage? It's, you have to. I'm, I'm making a note, otherwise I will forget. Yeah. Absolutely. Why would I not do that? And what was the other one? Because remember we talked to him. Was it at, it was at the fair? We were uh, talking well, he to was, him. Yeah, he was on the yeah, on the fair. He had one new one that was just really, really good. And he, I, the egg I, roll. Egg roll was yeah, a big one. there was egg an egg roll. roll one. Or, yeah, but I remember when else. we asked him and I said, so what percentage is the, the gummy bear? He's like, oh, yeah. God, 75%. Yeah. At the, and it was probably just at that time because it was a fad. I and mean, maybe it is sure. still very popular. I have no idea. It's number one by far, he says. Oh, but, oh good people like Grunhofer. And, well, and that's what I'm thinking. You could turn this into... I never thought about doing a, you know, it's, it's, hey, grandpa, we're doing your sausage, but now it can be like, hey, grandpa, we're doing your sausage with some gummy bears. <laughs> because that's how we that, do that's, it. It's called progression. But that's, and that's the other thing I love about this time of the year is, you know, as, as weird as it is to think that Thanksgiving is a week from today, mm-hmm. it's, I, I love this time of the year because it's, it's, it's fun. The holidays are great. And then you get to sit home and watch football and eat. Uh, it's uh, just awesome. At least watch the Usually you watch the Lions get pounded, but now this year, you never know. They might win. Well, because they're playing the Vikings. Oh, they better not win. No, they better not win. Are they really? I, yeah, they're I the first game of the year. Why did I not know that? The first game of the day. Yeah, they're the, wow, okay. they're the, the 11.30 minute, game. The 11.30, okay. Yeah. Uh, How did I not know that? And, uh, but, but yeah, so you're, you're, you're straight. You said scotch. The pass around scotch, Yeah, that's not a nice way to do it. Yeah. Isn't it a good way? So I am pumped. Are, are we going to have a show next week? What are we doing, by the way? Uh, we'll... Probably to figure, figure that, that out. out. Yeah, we might. It might sound a lot like this show, maybe. Well, probably. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's Mike Fredaloni with Fredaloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. That's Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And we're going to step aside for a brief moment and come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. That's right, folks. It's time for the weekly beer run right after this on 1500 ESPN. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's beer show now continues. That's right. It's time for the weekly beer run right here on the beer show on 1500 ESPN. It's Reavers. It's Fratelloni. And it's our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, folks. The best bottle shops in the Twin Cities in Southman Studio today. What's up, Tom? Not much. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah. It's Thursday night. We were just talking about Thanksgiving. It's that time of the year. It's obviously a, uh, what, what what do we say, a shift? Are we at the shift point yeah, yet with seasonal beers and whatnot? It's, it's been a lot. And and that's, I just buoy my emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets dark, just gray out there all day. You don't see the sun. Mm-hmm. But some really special beers start coming out. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, my, my beer buddies are all like, oh man, it's, it's beer spending season. You know, <laughs> I gotta like, I gotta change my budget at uh, home. There's so many great beers that I want to buy. And so it's a good problem to have. And, and, uh, of course, you know, we stay busy kind of bringing in all those beers and changing things out and, and just kind of adjusting kind of our, our, our palate, so to speak with the, the different beers we have, you know, the, the colches go out and the, the scotch ales come in kind of thing. How many beers are you? Because I know you're kind of the taste buds of Elevated, mm-hmm. right? Um, how many beers are you seeing a week that are coming to you that you have to try to see if they can make it into your stores? I mean, it uh, that ebbs and flows a little bit, but we're typically looking at, you know, between, I would say, maybe 10 and like 30, 40 beers. Um coming in week to week so i mean are you trying every one of these beers well and so it's not necessarily 40 new okay so beers, you know some returning beers seasonals stuff like that mm-hmm. um so yeah for for a lot of or a good amount of them i mean things are changing so so sure. much uh and it seems like the change is even speeding up um so you know, you'll see some of those and, and then, yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, that's where I use the single shelf. You know, we have everything in singles. Mm-hmm. And so I don't go home with uh, a six-pack of sure. anything, a one beer. I yeah. have to I have to have a 12-pack of, of singles to just kind of stay abreast with everything. And, you know, again. It's, and then you get home and look at the bride and say, <laughs> research and development, baby. Yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, beer is one of your passions, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, Reavers, let, let's let, you know, if you were the manager of a strip joint, at some point in time, would you be like, oh, my God, I don't need to do this anymore? Do you ever feel like, oh, if I have another uh, barrel age, whatever? Yeah, no, there's certainly that. And I think that's important to kind of keep in mind. I try to be cognizant of that mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, I'm sick of this style of beer, you know. Oh, but, it's but the rest of the world may not be. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and and you have people kind of entering craft beer at all different stages and, and with all different palates. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to differentiate, you know, your personal preference and maybe fatigue um with what you know your customers looking for so uh that's always a thing i think about but yeah i mean that ebbs and flows i get excited about things i you know i i, I play the hipster that you know on, on certain other things mm. where you know i'm over it or whatever sure. but yeah i really try to keep that out of out of elevated and and you know um and and you know i, I don't think it's not being you know, sincere, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm definitely sincere about all the beers that I talk about and the suggestions that I give. Sure, It's just, you kind of separate that a little bit because yeah, I mean, there's, it's just unavoidable when you're in it every day. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of fatigue, I'm tired of listening to you two talk. (laughs) Uh, So let's bring in our featured guests that we do here every single week. And uh, this one's a friend of the beer show and one that's been on a few times. Yeah. We're excited for these guys to celebrate their third anniversary. Um, Speaking of those special beers, you know, these are kind of some of those beers that I kind of go after. You know, I, I I have beers that I sell to people, and I typically, you know, that people chase, so to speak. And I don't I actually always buy those, but this is one that I'll go out and get for myself. Uh, we have Alan, friend of the beer show, multi, multi-visit. Uh, Extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> uh from Insight Brewing. Awesome. Alon, welcome back, man. Very happy to be here. So uh, I can't believe it's been three years already. It seems like an extraordinary amount of time, both long and short. Right. 
but it's uh you know I remember being here very soon after we opened and uh, getting to know you guys quite a bit. Uh, it's always fun to be here, but it's it's interesting because every time that I make it on the show now, it seems like there's so much to talk about. Sure, we don't have enough time. Well, okay. So before we get into all the new things, I, I want you to walk through you know kind of your story and your past and how you got here because I think it's really interesting as in, into your exploration of beer. All right, so we'll we'll time it. We'll see if I can. Uh, <laughs> I got the uh, clock going. Right good. Now go. Perfect. All right. So uh, the idea of Insight started back in 2007. Uh, this was when I was going to school for classical music, and I was I played the cello since I was six years old. So what happened is I went to Denmark and I had this list of the top 50 beers in the world, and I ended up walking into this great bottle shop. Uh, asked for the number seven beer, the highest rated Danish beer, and they did not have it. But they did have number one, which was brewed by Belgian monks. It was a Belgian quad. Uh, technically, it was being sold on the black market. You're only supposed to be able to get it at the monastery. So I was like, all right, hey, this sounds fantastic. Number one, yeah, I'll buy that. How much? Uh, and it was $72 a six-pack. Jeez. So uh, <laughs> it, I, I think I mentioned this. I was in college at the time. Right. So... Um, you know, that, that was, uh, and your major little, wasn't finance. It was it, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little out of the price yeah. range. So I ended up buying a, a bottle and brought it back to the house, tasted it with my cousin. And it was, uh, that moment of clarity. Once it hit the lips, it was the sun came out, birds started chirping type of moment. And I knew what I wanted to do in the world from that point forward. So I get back to the States and I start talking to brewers. I start talking to, uh, home brewers. I joined a homebrew club. I start reading textbooks on brewing. And my professors saw this passion I had, and they asked me to apply for a fellowship that would pay for you to travel around the world studying your passion, whatever it is. And I wanted to study beer. So I ended up that it took about a year and a half to apply for this, to contact breweries, farms, and festivals all around the world. And Put together this world beer trip. A roadmap, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. And I applied. I wrote all my essays, became a finalist, and lost. And the person who ended up winning uh, instead went to go uh, study video game culture. Well, you know, it's fine. It's not, I'm not too angry about that. Yeah, but that. it's not better than beer culture. It's not better yeah. than beer. <laughs> I, was, I was solidly depressed for about an hour uh, until I realized that I was going to go anyways. So I contacted all the places I was going to go visit, asked if I could work a little harder for a place to stay and a meal, and they said yes. So I ended up getting to go work uh, and brew beer in England, Japan, Denmark, Belgium, and France. Uh, this was 2010 and 2011. And the short version is when I got back from that trip, uh, I had learned so much about the world of beer that it inspired me to want to continue learning the insight into the world of beer. So Insight is based around this journey, this adventure into the world of beer and constantly traveling to bring back new ideas, whether it's a recipe or a process or an ingredient. So we're constantly traveling, bringing back these new ideas and putting those into our beer portfolio. That is so cool. Uh, Insight Brewing is the guest here on the Beer Show, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. A featured tasting will be happening this weekend on Friday and Saturday at both locations. Yep, we'll be uh, in Minneapolis on Friday and White Bear Lake on Saturday, and we got uh, some new beer to try out. Uh, Alon can probably tell us a little bit more about the latest beer 
from Insight. Check out elevatedbws.com for more information on that. Let's hear about the new beer. Absolutely. So I live right next to the Minneapolis store. I'm about six blocks. Uh, so that's the place that I frequent. Uh, the new beer coming out is called Terror Bear. Uh, it is a Northeast style IPA. So it's, wait, wait, that's Terror Bear, like the rural juror. <laughs> that's right. No, you have to earn it when yeah, you say yeah. it. Um, could I, you never have two Terror Bears? You know why? Because you're like, I want like a Terror Bear. Ah, forget it. <laughs> Just give me the, yeah. the give one, me the one with the gold bear can. on it. Yeah. Yep. So this is a bright purple can. Uh, it's got citra and mosaic hops. It's a very juicy, bright IPA. Uh, My wheelhouse. It's, it's delicious. It's, it's a way where you get very little bitterness in the beer, but all the flavor components that come out of the hops. Uh, it's kind of a new age version of the IPA. Which so I is think, this that New England style IPA that people are? That, it's in that range. It's it in that okay. range. Absolutely. Which, by the way, I've become, Tom is the one that turned me on to it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of this style of beer. Absolutely. And it's, it's honestly, I think it's the future of IPAs. When you look at the the people who say that they're scared of IPAs or they don't like IPAs, it's the bitterness. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when you can throw in the same amount or more hops and get all the flavor and aromas out of those and kind of get this big juice bomb, all the people who said they didn't like IPAs do like these. Who do Turn. you think, what was the beer that really led to this trend? Was there, was there one or was it basically the... the the, the craft beer populace just growing exponentially. Is that yeah. what had... You know, it started out on the East Coast, of course, but uh, uh, Hetty Topper uh, from The Alchemist was one of the first breweries that got this trend going. Uh, and where we are today is I, I see this trend having the ability to evolve. So it's a very hazy beer, and in, in a sense it's kind of like a raw beer, because brewers actually have to learn how to go backwards a little bit in their production like process. Leave some of it in there. Leave exactly. Something in there. Yeah, leave it in there. Don't go through the full brewing process uh, and let the beer stay hazy, which also leaves behind a little bit of body characteristics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can see the future evolution of this beer still being very juicy and and very bright, uh, but not necessarily always hazy. And I've actually seen a couple of breweries come out with beers that are somewhat in this style that that are clear mm-hmm. so i'm almost wondering like you know where is this style going to mm. go in the next few years and are people going to find a way to like the west coast versus the east coast ipa all it is is adding hops in the beginning of the boil or adding hops at the end of the boil forgive cool. me what what was the name of this one on terror bear terror bear why don't we want to differentiate ourselves and keep it hazy when i was in a munich i drank beers that at the end, you'd have like sediment in the bottom of the, and we just don't do that here in America. No one does. I mean, that's a complete differentiator that you you get more than anybody because you've traveled the world looking at this. That's right. You know, I, I like differentiation, um, but also within the style, I like it too. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that this style is able to be hazy and able to be not hazy. Today, it's all hazy. Mm-hmm. And I like it that way. I think it's great. Um, I, I think the evolution of the style is going to be both. And it's going to come down to flavor. So if you can put it into a ceramic mug and close your eyes and drink it, it's all about what what that beer really tastes like mm-hmm. and the story that it tells. That's cool. Uh, and then, so that's one that we'll be sampling at Elevated this weekend. Uh, what else is new with you guys at Insight? Well, as uh, Tom had mentioned before, we've got our third anniversary coming up on Saturday. Uh, this is kind of, you know, in tradition with, with these anniversaries of ours, it's going to be the coldest day of November. <laughs> um, and we're going to prove that we're a Minnesotan by being able to party outside in this cold. 
So, in a heated tent. In a heated yeah. tent. Yeah, so I mean, we're not really proving that much. There's yeah. a handicap. There's yeah. a handicap. Um, so we, we've we got uh, a big tent outside. We do have some kind of jet heaters in there, which will be nice. Uh, we've got bands playing from 2 till midnight. We've got food trucks. We've got uh, probably the biggest thing of the day is the release of our Gravity Well Imperial Stout. So this is the beer that we age a full year before we release it. And I like to say that it's similar to a Cabernet. So if you go to the shelf today, you do not see a 2017 Cabernet. I can tell you that that wine is fermented, and it is at the alcohol strength that it's going to be at all the wineries that are making it, but it's not done. It's not ready. It hasn't aged enough. And Imperial Stouts act very similar to these deep red wines where age can do some really cool things to it. It can add complexity. It can add dark fruit characteristics. And by giving the beer enough time, you get all these complexities to open up. So we age our Imperial Stout a full year. So we're releasing our 2016 Gravity Well on Saturday. And we've got five different varieties oh, wow. cool. uh, that we're doing. So we've got our original reserve. We've got a rum barrel, a bourbon barrel, a double barrel, which is rye whiskey and bourbon. And then we only have 100 bottles of a Madagascar vanilla double barrel. So is this all going to sell out at the party or is this going to make it to the shelves of Elevated? We have 30 cases making it to distribution in Minnesota this year. Very little. This is the first year that we're actually taking Gravity Well in bottles to the shelf. Okay. Uh, We wanted to be able to do it. I'm confident we could have sold it at the tap room, but we want to be able to take this out a bit further. Uh, it's, It's been such a... A small, I should say, it's it's a big and small release for us. When you release it in one location, it doesn't make as big of an impact as if you could get it out to the rest of the state, too. Uh, Alon Insight Brewing is the guest here, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Really quickly, before we run out of time, I, last time you were on, I believe, uh, the discussion was the launch of your guys' canning line. And maybe maybe you've been on since then. I, I, I can't remember. But I remember, so did that result in also expansion with you guys? Or, or obviously that led to an increase in production, but I'm just curious in general what that meant for you guys at Insight. Yeah, so when we added our canning line that year, we grew 112%. Wow, So that's big. It was a, <laughs> it was a good launch, and when and the next year, so I, I, I might have been on one since then, I don't remember, okay. but um, then this year we're up about 50%, so it's, it's constantly growing right now. We're always adding new equipment, new employees. We took on a new building this year as well. Can I brag for you a little bit? Because you don't want to do this. Uh, Top 10 brewery in Minnesota. Congratulations. Right just made that this year. Thank you. Fourth, four times in three years they've expanded. Four times. The first expansion was, don't you remember, like he was on right when he opened and then he came back like three months later and he said, yeah, we're expanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do so, remember that. Um, I don't know if he would feel comfortable saying this, but I'm going to say because he talked about it in the green room. That's incredible pace. No one's doing that. That is really above and beyond. Even the craziness of this industry, very few people are growing like you are. It uh, is making my hair go a little bit gray. Okay. So now you're going to ask him when he's going to sell out? Is that what you're going to No, I'm not going to ask him okay. when he's going to sell out. He still has a little bit of time to go. Eventually, when we see him drive up in a Ferrari, we'll know he right. cashed the check. No, that's very cool. And I'm, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you you were here right from the get-go, so we're always pulling for you, man. That's really awesome. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, and uh, if people want to find out more information, Tapper Mowers and all of that stuff, I'm sure it's at the website. Absolutely. Insightbrewing.com. Otherwise, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we do them all. And you can... Te- uh, thanks, Alon. Appreciate you, man. And you can taste that fantastic beer at Elevated this weekend, both Friday and Saturday. Right, Tom? That's right. 
Come on down, check out the full lineup of Insight Beer. They got a ton of good beer, and uh, of course, this new beer is the one that you're going to want to check out. Well, While supplies last, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if it didn't make it through the weekend. Uh, supplies are limited, so head out and and find your terror bear. So terror this means bear. I've got to go tomorrow morning on my way to work. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Yeah, probably. You're okay. going to be there anyway. <laughs> I know. I, I got to stop. It's Friday. I got to load up for the weekend. Uh, and all that information, you guys are all over social media and do a g- good job of highlighting all of these cool tastings. Yeah, elevatedbws.com and elevatedbws and elevatedwbl on social media. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Talk to you again next Thursday night. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer Run. And you can find out more information online at the Beer Show page at 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers. It's Fred Oloney. It's... The Beer Show. This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. It's The Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. And you can find us online at 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers. It's Fratelloni. It's Manny Hill. And uh, a new friend of The Beer Show, Casey, is here with Union 32. So I have to ask, or do we go with just U32? Uh, Union 32. Okay, Union 32. So I have to tell you a story about... You guys and me and my relationship with it. And I don't even think you know this story, Mike. Am I not? Oh, so I think I do, actually. But go The ahead. guys that do the Fantasy Football uh, Party podcast here on 1500 ESPN, they're great. Tuvi, Bo Mitchell, Maj, yeah. all those guys. I love those guys. I've known them forever. So Tuvi sends me a text, and it says, holy bleep, you got to come check this place out, mm-hmm. knowing that you know I do the beer show and I just love craft beer. Sure. I, and I literally didn't know much about you guys until Tuvi sent me, sent me this text. He's like, this place was made for Chris Reavers. Mm-hmm. So then I go to the website. I'm like, oh, my God, this place looks awesome. So you guys are in Egan, and you guys have a kind of a different, unique twist on the regular tap room scene. So I, I want you to yeah. tell me and the listener about this. Yeah, so uh, we have a self-service tap wall. So Which is have, awesome Yeah. So we and have... dangerous when I come to town. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We regulate as much as we can. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's uh, 32 taps. Uh, you present your credit card when you get there, and then you get a card that you can put up. Uh, you can try one ounce, as many as you'd like. Uh, but... You know, we're celebrating all Minnesota beers, so 32 different taps that kind of celebrate everything Minnesota. So, so if I want to go, I mean, this is an extreme tasting. So if I wanted to taste 32 different beers, I could buy an ounce of each and uh, just... You know, I've heard there's a couple of guys that have already accomplished this. Okay. You know, so... That's only 32 it, ounces. You can yeah, drink 32 ounces in a night for sure. Something that's tangible. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. So do you uh, specialize in Minnesota beers, or do you specialize in... We do. So uh, our name, Union 32, kind of comes from, uh, you know, Minnesota was the 32nd state in the Union. Okay. So that's where the name comes from. I had no idea, but thank you. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so we're (laughs) celebrating everything Minnesota. Everything we have available is brewed right here in the state of Minnesota. Okay, so Casey, you have a unique title because you never mentioned that Union 32 makes a beer, but you're their head brewer, so how does that work? I am. So I've been there for about three weeks. Uh, we're kind of, you know, figuring out how that's going to go. Uh, we parted ways with our brewer before, um, and we've kind of turned the page a little bit, but, uh, we're moving forward. We're hoping to have six to eight taps on, uh, to kind of complement the other available taps on there. But, you know, it's, uh... A little bit different style. We're looking to be more collaborative than competitive. Mm-hmm. As oh, that makes to sense. The other brew pubs well, and being and as like inviting that. as you guys have kind of uh, uh, shaped your business model, I can't imagine. And and me having the outsider's view of the craft beer scene, I I can't imagine that's going to be a big issue. Given that 
so many of these different taprooms, A, all root for each other Absolutely. and want it to yeah. succeed, but B, kind of see this as a really cool and unique endeavor. It, it really is. You know, it gives us a chance to put a lot of great stuff on tap. Obviously, there's a lot of great beer being brewed in Minnesota. Except for Alon, because he sucks. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I'm only saying that because he's in the greener yeah, yeah, listening right to us right now. now. Yeah. No, uh, you know, we... We really want to bring all the beer from Minnesota in, and mm-hmm. we want to put it up on the tap, and we want to put our own beer up on the taps as well, and, you know, it kind of pulls us to a different standards so we can kind of compete with that. So, Casey, when you get this job, okay, yeah. you've been a brewer at other breweries in town. You know what you're doing. Yeah. This isn't yeah. brand new to you. You didn't just uh, start at Midwest and just get this job and start yeah. brewing. Um, do you have a beer that you say, this is the one we're going to make first? Because um, it's one thing to own Union 32 and not sure. be a brewer, to have to entrust taste to someone. That's a big deal. So you have a lot of power in this. Do you say, this is what we're making right now? You know, uh I've kind of had free reign on mm-hmm. recipe development and where we go from there. So we're starting out with, we have a cream ale coming out. We have a smash ale, uh, keeping it pretty simple to start with. So it's just Maris Otter and Cascade. Mm-hmm. Quick um, time out. What's a smash ale? This is the fr- I've never heard uh, of that style. Single malt, single hop. So just a basic beer. So we're using one style of malt and one style of hop. So, so would it, this be like, I'm, I'm not trying to attach it to a different label, but would it be like a, like a, a, a nah, I'm trying to what think. else would it taste like? Oh, just so okay, just, just a pale ale. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. so okay. So just a pale ale where we're using strictly Maris Otter as opposed to some other specialty malts gotcha. and things like and that. And you know your market. You're an Egan. Some yeah. people, a lot of people are going to ask for a beer like that, right? Yeah. You it's, know, it's very oh. approachable. It has a nice hop character, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's not a big tongue bruising IPA. Sure. So you're starting out like, hey, guys, let's get some basics on yeah. the taps now. And then we'll come back to yeah. something different you know, later on. We're young enough where we still have to develop our flagships. And mm-hmm. We don't know what those are going to be. So we want to brew some beers, get some feedback, kind of figure it out, and get those on more regularly and bring in some specialty stuff too. How do you sell your beers and still have other competitors' beer? I mean, is that you can't sell off-site then, right? Or can we cannot. So okay. as a brew pub, we cannot distribute at all. So you have food. We do have food. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that. And we have a full bar as well, so if that's uh, what floats your boat. Okay, wait. Can I take my little glass and pour as much vodka per ounce? Do they charge? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a little oh. different. So well, I, I was like, "Oh my god, bar. I found my heaven!" I was wondering why your eyes lit up the way that they did. I got a little too excited there, didn't right. I? I'm sorry. I so that, it is different. Is it in a different section, or how does that work? Uh, so we have a bar, uh, and at the bar we have ten taps available, and that's in addition to our 32 available beers on the beer wall. Gotcha. So. Uh, and then at the bar, it's uh, full-service alcohol as well. So when you have 32 different beers, is that outside of the beers that you're going to be brewing? So we have 32 total taps. Okay. Uh, we're thinking as we get up and running here, we're hoping to have six to eight on regularly All and right. then kind of complement them with some guests. Well, taps. the reason I, I asked about how many, because my, my guess is it's it's a tough task to find a proper rotation even with whatever different beers from Minnesota that you want to incorporate into that mixture. But also, hey, this one's going really well, and it's really good, and we have a great relationship with that particular brewer. I I have to imagine that that's a hard balancing act to have to work. It really is, you know, and, you know, we've already developed some great relationships with breweries around the state, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we have— Well, you're selling a lot of beer. You guys have been very busy, right? We have, yeah. Yeah. So um, right by the new Vikings Stadium—or not the stadium. Training center. The training facility. So Mm -hmm. that'll help us out in a little bit, but, 
Um, yeah, we're just hoping to get people in and try some. Are you I'm banking? Gonna, gonna, wait, you, so you're banking on the fact that Viking fans that might be going there are going to like beer? Uh, we think there's a fair chance <laughs> that they might. I'm going to hand everybody a piece of paper, and then I want you to write down the first Viking that pen. gets in trouble no! after he leaves no, Union 32. Don't say first that. Guy, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. Which guy is going to make a fool yeah. of themselves there first? I'm sure the guys at U32 would love that publicity. Yeah. Oh my god! Why would you not? Oh right? Absolutely. So I'm I'm super impressed by this idea. It just yeah. sounds uh, totally incredible. What I like the most about it is um, I, I'm not a big fan of stunt beers, right? Mm-hmm. But U32 could, Union 32 could get some stunt beers on, and I can just try an ounce of it instead yeah. of ordering a 16-ounce, having it be 8 bucks, and thinking, ugh, here you go, uh, Reavers, drink that one. And Reavers right. saying, I'll drink it. I love beer. You know, and I'm also, I mean, obviously, how, how many months now has it been? Because it hasn't been quite a year, right? We uh, opened July 7th. So it's been since so, July yeah, 7th since you guys months, opened. Yeah. So my guess is, and I, you guys have a, a bigger space than your normal tap room. Yeah, well, we can easily accommodate, you know, over 200 people for private events. And here's what I'm thinking, Mike. Okay. Let's say you're Chris from Carver, Minnesota. Yes. And you had to throw a bachelor party. Oh. And your starting point would be a place like this where you're mm. trying to, it's a gathering spot where... You got 10 buddies or 10 whatever. There's something for everybody. There's something for everybody. And food. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that, that that's yeah. obviously got to be a perfect spot for an event yeah. like that. A lot of variety as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, what can, why can't I think of any tap room, any other tap, tap room in Egan? Lakeville, Lakeville Brewing, but what, what, what else is in Egan that's even out there? I don't know. Egan's a pretty big town without a lot of tap rooms. Am I just missing not, it? I, no, I, there I, isn't nothing's one that's coming, coming to mind. mind can either. you think of one? Uh, you know, not that's brewing. Beer on site. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Nothing in Egan. Egan's a big town, right? A lot of things going on in Egan. And residential is always the key, too, mm-hmm. to having a successful tap room, or in your case, a multi layered tap room slash brew yeah. pub. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike mentioned the food, and I didn't uh, I didn't hear any. I want to hear what's, what's your, what's your yeah, staple. Yeah, so we have a little bit different uh, food concept. So we have what's known as a indoor food truck. So we call it What the Truck. Uh, a little bit different <laughs> concept. You get like a walk that. up, order it. It's pretty much the same as the food truck concept, uh, but food's brought right over your table, and uh, it's just you know it kind of goes with that whole self service philosophy. So oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. I, I, there's a few people doing that right now, and I think that's really cool. So is it uh, American food, uh, Indian, Ethiopian? Yeah, just, okay. You know, real real nice bar food. Bar you know, food. Okay, some perfect. Specialized stuff and yeah. okay. something to easy and affordable, and you can go have a lot yeah. of it and have some beer. Well, and I they go hand in hand. They really do. You know, the food truck concept with the craft beer concept. Yeah. They mm-hmm. really go hand in hand. In fact, I think I told the story in the year I was at a wedding a couple of weeks ago, and they didn't have it catered. They didn't have a meal. They had a food truck come in, and oh, it was wow. here's why it was brilliant. People just got to eat whenever they wanted sure. to eat. You know, the the, the, the party's it, happening. Everything was outside. Okay. So you had the ceremony. I think it started at three or four o'clock in the afternoon, and you know they had the they had the bar set up. It was you know open bar, and they had they had various brews on on tap and whatnot. And then it wasn't a oh you got to go sit down, and then everybody's got to stand up mm-hmm. and get in line to go eat. It was no, just go grab and you got to do whatever that stupid you want. thing where you're hitting your. Uh, utensils against the glass where they have to get up right. and kiss. It's like, oh, weddings are the worst. But here's also why it was brilliant because you had a, a wide, and, I, and, and this is why it was so genius because think about weddings in general. You have such a wide ranging audience of, 
you know, grandma and grandpa that mm-hmm. are there that, you know, they, they want to get something to eat, then they want to sit down to. Sure. They've got me with two young kids and they're driving me nuts because they're hungry. Sure. And then you've got mm-hmm. the the young Manny Hill type partying 30-year-old. Yeah, tw- that I don't need to eat till 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know, that's why it was brilliant. So anyway, um, but back to you guys uh, for, for Union 32. You said you've been open since December. And when you uh, talk about the collaborative effort, so... Is that going to be part of the, the the growth and the launch of what you guys are like your particular job of brewing beer, or are you going to wait to see what you got what you come up with and what is successful on tap? Well, you know, a little bit of both. I think we need a little bit of time to kind of develop our brand and figure out what we want our flagships to be. But the best part about all that is we have all these great beers in Minnesota to bring on and compliment sure. us as we figure that out. So. You know, if we put a cream ale on and we brew cream ale, it's not necessarily a problem. We just got to make sure we make a cream ale as good as something else we're putting on. Mm-hmm. Or, so yeah. if I just drive directly to the center of Egan, do I find you or where are you in Egan? So we're right on the corner of Dodd and 55. Oh, wow. So is that... No, St. Thomas is on the other side then, right? Or are it you guys is, by St. Thomas? We are right by St. Thomas. That's right. Okay. I know exactly where that is. Oh, we got to go over there. Okay. We got to go over there. No, seriously, I've never seen Tuvi more excited about anything in my life when he was telling me about this place. And he doesn't get excited about anything except when, <laughs> except when his fantasy football lineup is It really just made good. a lot of sense. I really enjoy the concept. If you're just tuning in, buying one ounce of beer at a time and you can, I mean, with so many taps, you have a big chance to find something you're going to love without mm-hmm. having to buy. I mean, how many times have you gone to a tap room? Even tap rooms where I love the beer, I order something, you know, odd and I think, "Ugh, wow." Now I got the I, rest I, yeah, of this now glass I got to I got to gun this down to move on to something different yeah. and, and it would be great just to be able to do that a couple ounces at a time. All right, Casey, let me ask you quick before we run out of time here. Uh what was kind of your gateway into into home brewing and and what made you fall in love with this process and being involved with craft beer? Uh, you know, I Went to University of Vermont, out in Vermont, and uh, spent some time at uh, Vermont Pub and Brewery. And I got to spend some time hanging out with Greg Noonan. Mm-hmm. I, he's pretty phenomenal in the world of craft beer and mm-hmm. did some great stuff. And uh, that kind of got me started and bought some homebrew kits in college. And Here we are. Yeah. That was your game. What, were, what, what, are the style of, what are the styles of beer that you are a particular fan of yourself? Uh, you know, I gravitate towards, you know, pale ales. Something that has nice hop character, but it's not overwhelmed by an IPA. So something that's a little more approachable, but uh, I also like a good Pilsner as well. So something then here, nice and clean. Here's what I'm going to say. The Chris Reavers Youth Union Thirty Two beer, the New England style IPA. Oh yeah, I'm 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 all in on this style of beer. Oh, so you all want right. a beer named after you? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. we've got a deep rooted connection here, can't you tell, Michael? Oh, I, I didn't know because like, it's like you barely kid. even know Casey. You're like, okay, <laughs> beer number four that you make is going to be called the Chris <laughs> Reavers. Enough, we already have a New England IPA slated for our fourth beer. No kidding, <laughs> yeah, really? So. I think we should call that the Beer Show yeah. New England IPA. Oh, yeah. boom. I'm just saying, Mike drop. Yeah. Are you noticing too that when people uh, come to your facility, are they re- are there certain requests that they're making, or are they ask more? Is it more asking what what do you guys have featured? How does that work? Uh, you know, it's more just kind of trying to figure out what we have available. Okay. I guess uh, we're you know gravitating towards more of the specialty beers and you know some of the stuff that's not offered at the other brew pubs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or, other steps because a lot of is it a lot of it where it's families from the Egan area that are near you guys and they're and they're maybe dabbing their toe into the craft beer world for the first time. Yeah, totally. Is you it know, a lot it's of that? very yeah. family friendly. We got a lot of families to come in and um, yeah, 
You have to be family friendly, and in these outskirts—well, not Egan's not outskirts—but the further you get from downtown, where you're not going to well, have your suburban life. Yeah, yeah, it's suburban life. You're going to bring your kids. You want to bring them to some place, well, you might as well bring them to a tap room where you can have four ounces of something and four ounces of something else. Still drive home and have your kids eat out of the food truck inside. And then exactly. when this place becomes super successful, Casey, here's the plan: after you name the New England style IP after me and the beer show, <laughs> this place is going to skyrocket to superstardom, and then. Destination number two, Carver, Minnesota, oh. so I can walk there. That's right. It's just gotta be it's gotta be in that open field with nothing else around right, it. Right. Yeah. Casey's like, I don't have the power to I'm commit the only to Carver. One here. This is great. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Although you drink enough beer, you could probably, you know, make a company work. Just oh, man, probably. Uh okay, so uh you guys have been up for a few months. You're gonna start our new brew. We got about yeah. a minute left. Anything else new for you guys at Union 32? Uh you know, we're we're just excited to get started here. Cool. We got a bunch of new beers coming down. We'll have our first uh, beer that I've made on tap uh, in the next couple of days here. And, you know, just looking forward to it. Are you already tasting it? Out. Can you taste it in the Bright Tank? Or what it's do you have? phenomenal. Yeah, oh, so okay. it's a cream ale. Uh you're just, not just uh, calling it calling it cream ale. Are you going to call it well, something? We'll come up with kind of a because Casey Tuck, name your name is Casey yeah, Tuck. You is. sound like a professional skater. Like next up is <laughs> Casey Tuck. It has to be Casey Tuck's cream ale. Huh? Right? Yeah. Is that not good? I think that that sure. adds that adds more to me than just cream ale. Sure. Okay, it's marketing. I'm we'll, sorry. We'll, Whatever. You know, what, you know what we'll do? We'll chew on it. Okay, thank okay, you. Let's, let's let that marinate for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> website information for people want to find out, you know, the the, the hours, the location, yeah, and, and the menu. Crafthouse.com. Uh, check it out. Awesome. So. Hey, man, it's a, it was a pleasure to meet you, and yeah. I promise bef- that before the next time you come on the show, I will have made an appearance, and I'm going to drag Fred awesome. with me. We're Perfect. looking forward to it. All right, yeah. cool. Thanks, Casey. Right, really thank appreciate you. you. Yeah, and uh, I, as I mentioned, uh, the, the, the fantasy football guys have raved about this place, so you need to go there and you need to find out more information. You can do so online at the Beer Show page at 1500ESPN.com. Michael. This was the best. It was. It's I want to go down there right now. You want to meet there? Yeah, we should go there right now. No, I have to go home and take care of my furnace because no, my wife is mad at me. No, you have to uh, do a beer show working meeting. <laughs> yeah, why don't you make that okay. phone call? Uh, for Mike Fredaloni with Fredaloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, my name is Chris Reavers. Thanks to the boys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits for the weekly beer on Manny Hill. You're the best as always. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of The Beer Show. You can find more information online at the Beer Show page at 1500ESPN.com. The Dan Levitard Show is next right here on the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities. We are... 1500 ESPN until next Thursday night. Cheers. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era when the NFL debuts in Germany live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up, making a catch. Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Live from Munich, Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network.